Super Talk Mississippi media production. William Carey University Athletics. Every sport you find exciting. Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. We're covering everything William Carey University Athletics. From the field to the court and the diamond. On Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Welcome into another great edition of Crusader Talk here on a Monday as we are happy to bring it to you across Super Talk Hattiesburg's airwaves as well as supertalkhattiesburg.com and on demand in podcast form wherever you get podcasts. Just search for Crusader Talk. I'm Caleb Hamill. Joined by Clayton Rush today as Josh has the week off, but glad to be with you and good to be back talking any or even more Crusader soccer because right now, Clayton, they are rolling both in the men's side and the women's side. It's an exciting thing to see right now. Yeah, it has been fun to watch to say the least, Kale. This these are two teams that are just on such hot streaks, and, and, and you've got number one, number seven in the country. Don't mean to you know spoil that one for you. Obviously, you, I'm sure you're getting to that in a minute, but. I mean, both teams are just playing so, so well right now. It, this is definitely uh, one of the better times in Crusader soccer history, to say the least. Yeah, it's always good when you can get at least one of them out there in the polls and up in the upper rankings. But when you have two teams like this right now, it really creates a fun environment. I, I really need to get back out there to Danny Owens Field here soon because you're getting your money's worth whenever you get out there because you're not just saying, okay, well – I'll come about halfway through the first game and then get to the main event. No, they're both main events. That's right. Well, you're certainly getting your money's worth for a free show, right? Soccer. Exactly. Soccer is still the only sport uh, that Kerry's got that doesn't charge for a ticket, but you're exactly right. And, and there's just really such a fun culture uh, kind of between the two coaches and the two coaching staffs going on right now. I mean, you see – uh, you know, when the ladies play first, I mean, you see Barry, you see Ross out there watching the ladies game beforehand, you know, showing their support. And then, you know, Danny and Ryan, they always stick around for the men's game after. So they're always out there. They're they're helping each other out. They're showing each other the sport that they have for each other. Uh, and, and then, you know, even just through the week, I mean, Coach Farrell and, and Danny both talk all the time about just how nice it is having two great soccer minds in the same building together where they can bounce ideas off of each other. And just, yeah, it just helps that much more. Shall we go chronologically through this past week? I mean, we, Josh and I had so much fun a week ago whenever we got to talk about you know, Point University. You gave us the clip of a lifetime <laughs> from a, the opposing team broadcast whenever they said, uh, this is going to be a massacre. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to get on the phone with the guys, those guys and, and, and see – how they decided to come up with that line or if that just came naturally or uh, what. That had but, to have just come to that. I, I think I owe him a cup of coffee that, or something at the least. Uh, that was brutal honesty, to, to say the least, right? Well, and, and it was a massacre. It, that, it that's was. That's what happened. It now, was. Now, one thing that was not a massacre for William Carey women's soccer was their first match on Thursday uh, of this past week against Tennessee Southern. This is a team that formerly known as Martin Methodist that William Carey's faced a number of times in the past. Uh, postseason type of team right there played at the national championship against national them. final to, rematch from 2021, yeah. yep. So you knew it was going to be a pretty good match. But at the half, William Carey had a 2 nothing lead, but that's when things got interesting is when you came back out of the break. I was over there at volleyball covering that and keeping my eye on the stats feed, watching it refresh, yep. and I was shocked, to say the least, to see how that game was going. Yeah, so I, I don't remember exactly, but I, I want to say it was two goals within three, four, maybe five minutes to tie it up. And it was one of those games where Carey was, uh, was playing the way that you're used to Carey 
playing, right? I mean, in the first half, they were dominant in possession. They were getting shots on goal. They were testing the keeper, and shots just weren't dropping. But, I mean, they scored two goals, and anytime you go away with a 2 nothing lead to the number 10 team in the country, I mean, that's that's a dominant half, right? But they were playing so well, and, and it really could have been 3 or 4 nothing at halftime. And you'd have to maybe say that, that they came out maybe a little bit complacent in the second half, maybe thought that they had it in the bag, and, and – and I mean, you're playing the number 10 team in the country, right? Anytime you drop the level just a little bit, they're going to make you pay. And so, you know, drawing the PK was obviously not ideal, um, but but PKs are, are one of those ways that teams really can just get that spark of momentum they need without having to fight for the fight for the goal that much. Because, I mean, a, a penalty kick obviously being a free chance at goal. And you just saw this spark of energy from Tennessee Southern when they scored that PK. That Carey was just on their heels. They didn't know what to do. And, and then they come right back at him and score the second goal. And as soon as they scored the second goal, you just saw this burst of energy from Coach Will Austin. And the whole sideline just erupted. And, and you knew Carey was in trouble then. You know, I remember back when we got to call a game earlier this season, you told me about how a 2-0 lead is one of the most dangerous leads in soccer. Did that ever go through your head when you were watching that match? I, I said it. You can you can roll the clip if you want to go back and, and find it. But I, I told Josh about that at halftime or right before halftime. And it, it rang so true in that point. It's, you know, 2 nothing is a dangerous lead because you that's when you start to get complacent. That's when you start to think, okay, we've got this. We're good. One goal gets scored, and the team gets that burst of energy. The next five to seven minutes of the game after when you're up 2 nothing and you go to 2-1, the next five to seven minutes are the most important part of that match. Yeah, and so looking back at the stats, I mean, you held Tennessee Southern scoreless through the yep. first half. Yep. Uh, shotless, I should yep. say. Not That's just right. both of them, actually. Uh, and then Tennessee Southern had eight shots, three of which were on goal. Obviously, two shots went in. Uh, so it came down to a goal by Alicia Davis in the 73rd minute, and she was assisted by Julia Erbst on that one. Erbst... Uh, responsible for a goal and an assist. Davis responsible for two goals in that match. A really competitive match all the way around uh, for both teams. And Clayton, we've looked back at what the schedule looked like early on for William Carey and compared it to what the conference play looks like. It kind of had seemed like there was going to be a bit of a lull ahead of what will be the NIA opening round. But This was one of those middle-of-the-schedule matches that really is kind of a gut check for the team. Yeah, this was one that Danny had circled for a long time, and and it came off such a weird time to him. I mean, this was the first time we've seen the Lady Crusaders back at home in almost four weeks, and really, really tough road stretch with Lindsey Wilson then going into Florida for two games, and then uh, that road trip in in Georgia. You know, again, big victories there, but you're on the road, you're in hotels. It's, It's weird, it's different, right? But, you know, I say all that to say, this is a game that really could have been one of those games where Kerry could have found themselves in a lot more trouble than they did. But big players are made for big games and big moments. And Alicia Davis, she's just been such on such an offensive tear lately. You knew it was going to be a player like her that was going to find a way for her team to get it done. And, and that's just what happens. I mean, good teams find a way to get it done, right? They may not have played their best, and they might not have played up to their standard, but good teams find a way to get it done. And when you've got players like Alicia Davis who can change the game just in a minute like she did, I mean, the ball that she got in from Julia took one, two touches, turns, fires one off at goal, and it was just a beautiful finish. And you just saw that sigh of relief. And then after that, Kerry took the game back over. So I want to kind of dedicate the rest of this segment to 
talking out loud about women's soccer and what the future holds. Because right now we can look at the schedule and what's ahead for the Crusaders this week. It, it's not a fun road trip, uh, but likely a road trip that will result in the results everyone's looking for. Sure. As It's never fun to go all the way out to Georgia. Uh, you'll have to face Middle Georgia State on, I guess that's Thursday on the schedule. And then you look ahead to Bruton Parker College on Saturday over in Mount Vernon. And then you're back at home with a little bit of a break before uh, October 5th, a Thursday yet again. But uh, to go all the way out there into Georgia, sometimes, like you said, it's not the most fun to have to be in a hotel. It kind of changes your environment. Coach Owens, though, spoke to it last week about how sometimes it's nice to have the girls in that environment because they can control nutrition. They can control the schedule a lot more than they can whenever they're roundabout in classes and have other activities in Hattiesburg. What was your experience like whenever you had to you know, travel with a team? Yeah, yeah, and that certainly could be a, a, a coach's perspective compared to a former player's perspective like mine, right? And, and then you've got to think, too, I mean, when I was when I was playing, that was just about 10 years ago now. So there wasn't as many online class options as there are now. There weren't as many opportunities uh, to be able to miss class and still get credit for things. So we, you know, when we were traveling, we had a lot more to worry about as far as getting assignments turned in and, and you know, what was going to happen if we missed this class? Was the professor going to be okay with it? Or, you know, was this professor okay with us maybe, you know, dropping one of those night classes? Kind of. I mean, there was just a lot more going on. So I, I think... I think the academic landscape has changed a little bit too, to where they've got a lot more flexibility now uh, when they're on the road. But uh, yeah, so so again, maybe just one of those things where I don't have quite the perspective on because I played ten years ago and, and it was a little bit different back then. But to Danny's point, um, I do think that it is when you're on the road for that long. There's a really good culture that's built into the team when you're on the road. I mean, there's a lot of late nights spent and a lot of meals spent together where you've just got time for conversation and time to hang out that you just don't really get when you're in the middle of the hustle bustle of class too. So in looking ahead at the William Carey women's soccer schedule, uh, just to kind of build this narrative a little bit, the SSAC is not the strongest in the women's side, a little stronger in men. What is left for William Carey to do and learn as we've got about a minute left before we head into NAIA opening round play. Sure, yeah. I, I think, you know, this is going to be a really important road stretch right here, but then you've got to circle that Georgia-Gwinnett game on October 5th back home. That could be a trap game. Georgia-Gwinnett uh, scoring a lot of goals, and they're they're a highly powered offensive team. And so that could be one of those games where you're on a really tough road stretch and then you come back home. Definitely don't want to let them catch you off guard. And then you've kind of got a little bit of a lull in the schedule again uh, until you've got, you know, rival Mobile with that final game in the SSAC. That's going to be another trap game that you have to look out for because anytime Mobile comes to town or you go down to Mobile there's just a there's a big rivalry there there's a lot of bad blood and so you know Mobile is always going to give care of the best game and overall I mean all the teams are going to give number one in the nation William Carey their best game on any, any given night so you can't let the level drop at all from here on out. So that's women's soccer on the other side of the timeout we'll talk about the men's team and also look forward to visiting Dr. Ben Burnett in the third second as Crusader Talk rolls along. You're tuned in to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. We continue here on Crusader Talk here on a Monday as we recap all things William Carey men's and women's soccer. Just got done talking about the women's team and all the accolades they've amassed so far here on the year. Undefeated 
here heading into a week where they travel over to Georgia. Meanwhile, the men have been on a roll ever since their first two matches, uh, a loss and a draw, and they've been nails ever since that one. Clayton had a, a decent couple of games this past week against UT Southern and Blue Mountain. Yeah, in that UT Southern game, we'll start there. That was the Thursday night contest that uh, bled over from where I was at volleyball, so I didn't get a chance to go over there and watch it. But uh, William Carey started off the match with uh, a one nothing lead, went up 2 nothing, but it looked like UT Southern was maybe going to try to come back in there, but uh, the Crusaders were able to hold them off 3-1. What did you see out there? Uh, it, it just really, really tough fought first half, and, and you saw the one goal really, really early, right? I mean – yeah, second, third minute, second, third minute of the match, and, and and there was just this, there was this big burst of energy from Carey, and they were, you know, they were they were thrilled to get the goal, and, and then the game really settled down, and and there was a lot of back and forth between both teams. I think Carey were certainly the better side, but um, there were not as many clear cut chances for Carey to get that second goal as you would have hoped for, and so you you go into halftime with a one nothing lead, and and it's like okay, it's it's still anybody's game, it's it's you know, there's this one's definitely not put away, right? And, and you come back, and, and the Keevan McConnell goal uh, in the second half just to to me it, it showed a a confidence in Carey after that second goal, where they were just able to, and, and it was a PK as well. And and so you know, anytime you get a PK, just really it's it's kind of demoralizing to another team, right? To to give a foul away. And Jack Greenwood was actually able to draw that foul. He played phenomenal uh, in both games. And I know we'll talk about him in, in just a minute here. But, you know, for Keevan to put that one away, you, you thought, okay, you know, we're good. Now we're comfortable. But, again, that 2 nothing lead, exactly like I talked about, uh, on the women's side, it's just such a dangerous lead. So when Tennessee Southern was able to find that goal and cut it to 2-1, it was so important. And I, and I told Josh this. The next five to seven minutes are crucial. And Kerry was able to get that third goal to get back to 3-1 within seven minutes of that goal coming in. And so it just really showed the maturity of guys like McConnell, uh, guys like Jair Arita and Gio Suarez across that back four, and Kakashka as well, just to see that out, not let Tennessee Southern get that equalizer. Because if Tennessee Southern would have gotten that equalizer, it's a whole new ball game, right? You, you've been up 2 nothing, and now you, you look back and you're equalized, and you know, and, but you have no momentum anymore. And so just really, really good to see them be able to do that and get that 3-1 win. So Keevan McConnell with a pair of goals in that match. Roberto Rangel had a couple, or actually an assist and a goal. Uh, Clayton and Josh got to catch up with Keevan McConnell post game. Here's what that conversation sounded like. Keevan, uh, coaches came over and told us you weren't even feeling 100. percent What do they say? Be be wary of the athlete that's a little under the weather. That that was your tale tonight. Uh, well, I've never heard that one before, but you could definitely say it's true. Like that, I had nukes before the game, and straight after, <laughs> straight after we had it, my stomach was a bit funny. Like came out at halftime and it was sick over behind behind the sign, and I was like, oh no, this is going to be a disaster of a second half. But it, it turned out all right. So two goals, and I'm I'm pretty pleased. Well, you just continue to put together these type of performances. You come off a couple of goals at point. You add a couple of more goals tonight. You're starting to get in a rhythm. And uh, you just see it now coming from a lot of different players, different players on different nights. And that makes for great competition in practice, and it really keeps morale up, does it not? Yeah, well, 
I mean, like you said, it's it's been a really good run of games. We've had the start of the season was obviously tough with a, a loss and a draw, but there's a lot of new faces, so it was always going to be a rough start to the season. But then we kind of the groups really clicked well together, and you can see that with what eight wins you said in a row. So it's it's, it's looking good. Yeah, Kiva, a lot of a lot of new faces, like you said, but a lot of faces that we've seen here over the last couple of years, yourself included, Jamie Wynn as well, and we definitely hope to get him back as well. Um, but but got to give you credit for your performance as well, and, and you know, Robbie with the assist on that great run. Yeah. Uh, but with that 2-1 lead, or with the 2-0 lead, and, and you know, giving up that goal, takes a lot of fight, takes a lot of effort not to let them get back into the game. What did the boys have to do to kind of see that off and, and get that third goal? Yeah, well, you can, you can just see, like, the, the pre-season, even in the spring, it started with all the fitness. The pre-season was, was tough and everyone bought into it and, you know, we go go down, but you can see the fitness levels and, and all the boys, you know, it didn't stop. And then pretty much straight away, we've, we've hit straight back and, and that kills teams. Like you've seen the first game, last few games, we scored first really early. It kills teams off whenever they get back and we score straight away. It's just, it's really demoralising for them. So uh, we're, we're, we're doing pretty well. We're doing absolutely, pretty well. absolutely. Kevin, I wanted to, to wrap it up with this. Mm-hmm. You lose a guy who's who's been a great teammate this year and is one of the most special players in the league. Jamie Wynn mm-hmm. goes down, and it wasn't as bad as it could have been, and he's on his way back to 100%, yeah. but you don't have to rush him back. And then you get a guy back tonight like Jack Greenwood. How nice is it to just be adding weapons, and when guys get nicked up, they don't have to rush back because it's that next man up mentality. Yeah, that's good. Like even you mentioned Robbie as well. Like He wasn't even starting at the start of the year, and then Jay gets injured, and Robbie straight in. He's scoring. He's assisting. Obviously, you said about Jack. I think he was pretending to be injured for a couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> pretending to be injured. <laughs> but, but, but you've seen it. Like that's the first game he's played in a year, and he's already straight back running around like a, like a headless chicken up there. So we've, we've got a good squad, and uh, we're, I'm, I'm I'm excited for the rest of the year for sure. We need to get Jack on the mic and see what he thinks about uh, that. Uh, uh, yeah, he would uh, love it. He would love it. I, I tell you, he's feeling good right yeah, now to have uh, that adrenaline. Get eighteen plus of Jack. It's on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Congratulations no getting player of the games Thank tonight. You. Thank you. Oh, man, that was <laughs> – what uh, the folks at home don't know is, uh, Clay, you were telling me before we threw that clip out there was that Jack was on the training table behind y'all that whole time during the interview, and uh, you could hear it a little bit in the background of him saying, are y'all talking about me? Uh, it, <laughs> it, it is genuine uh, – Athletic performances and uh, personalities on full display Big there. Personalities. All right. So William Carey gets a win over UT Southern three to one. You just heard that interview from Kevin McConnell. Uh, just a terrific all around player to have on this Crusader team. He has not been extremely active in the goal scoring category. He really had a great match against UT Southern, but he's just been consistent, I think is one of the biggest things you could say about him this year. Yeah, and you saw it last year. Um, I'd say the midfield last year was not as talented as the group that they've got this year overall and the depth as well. And one thing that Coach Farrell's done very well is adding depth uh, and giving Kivo some help. And um, but But he's just such a an all-around player. I mean, he can attack and he can defend as well. And, and he kind of just really, depending on how the game's being played and, and what's being asked of him, uh, different tactical um, you know scenarios, he, he can get involved in the attack but does so well defensively as well. And, and so he's just that utility player that you always love having on your team and, and, and the leadership that he's got as well being the captain. Uh, just a phenomenal all-around player. So William Carey gets that win and then 
play Blue Mountain Christian on Saturday and get the win 2 nothing. But to kind of bleed over from one game to the next, you heard that background conversation about Jack Greenwood at the tail end of Kevin McConnell's interview. Well, Jack Greenwood finally got into the scoring here in 2023, and this is what that goal sounded like on Saturday. Far side, Villarreal running into it. Rangel play to the center. Greenwood shot goal. He is a goal scorer, and if you put it at his foot in that situation, it's easy money for the Crusaders. Yeah, that's just a clinical finish, Josh. And when you give a guy like Greenwood the opportunity to take a touch, pick his head up, and see what the keeper's doing, put a foot through it, there was no question there. That one was going in the back of the net. Clinical finish. Again, we just got done talking about how well Villarreal and Rangel link up on that left-hand side. Great work by the two of them to get that ball into the box. But Jack Greenwood opens his account for the Crusaders in 2023 with a fantastic finish just outside of the six-yard box. It really was a great finish. Go back and looking at that clip. I mean, it was Josh described it as money, and it could not have been better placed, better played. I mean, that, that was just textbook. Yeah, just clinical from Jack Greenwood. And, and yeah, we saw he he had some other opportunities to score. Uh, but I've just been so impressed from what I've seen from him. You know, he started the game against Tennessee Southern, kind of worked his way into match fitness. But you saw the sparks of brilliance, but you didn't quite see it all come together like you did against Blue Mountain. He really just put a stellar performance in. Every time he was on the pitch, every time he was running across that back four, he was just a menace, defending, pressing, and, and then the offensive firepower. There's just no question that it's there. Now, the storyline in that game, not only was Jack Greenwood getting his first goal of the year, but to look at the comparison between Kerry and Blue Mountain in that match, the Crusaders outshot Blue Mountain 27-6. to In fact, Blue Mountain only had two total shots on goal. Kerry had 15. Now you say, okay, 15 shots on goal, only two goals scored. Wait a minute. Where, where did all the rest of them go? A very talented goalkeeper's hands. That's where they went. Very talented. Alvaro Lopez, I, I just have to give him a shout-out uh, uh, on, on this episode of Crusader Talk because he kept Blue Mountain in the game from start to finish. It was an unbelievable display of athleticism. You look at you look at 15 shots on goal. If you back and look at the clips, Caleb, it's it wasn't just these balls rolling into the box that he scooped up. I mean, they were outstretched arm here, punch out here full dive. I mean, his display of athleticism in that game is what kept Blue Mountain as close as it was. It was just a phenomenal phenomenal performance that he had. So William Carey improves to 9-1-1 on the year. We'll have a trip to Georgia along with the women's team out in uh, Middle Georgia State and Bruton Parker. But on the other side of this timeout, we get a chance to sit down with Dr. Ben Burnett. So stick around. This Crusader Talk continues next. Talking everything William Carey University Athletics. This is Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Back here on Crusader Talk, glad to have you with us. Talking a lot of William Carey soccer, both men and women today. But joining us now here on the third segment is Dr. Ben Burnett, president of the university. Dr. Burnett, how are you? Hey, I'm great today, and thank you all for having me on and for highlighting all the success of the very famous and successful William Carey Athletic Program. 
And it, it, there's a lot to be talked about as far as the success of a lot of the different programs across campus. Uh, didn't even mention yet, but uh, basketball is about to begin practice this week uh, officially. So that that's on the horizon too. But soccer's been the the main focal point lately. But Dr. Burnett, right now across William Carey and even beyond the athletics landscape. There's a lot going on, but I'll touch on one just to kind of throw you a bone right here. I, I was on campus earlier, and the Bobby Halford complex is going up like mad right now. It is coming together quickly. I'll tell you, how exciting is that? You know, pointing to baseball and softball season. Um, and I, I know we've got some fall softball games scheduled. Um, and I think they were working on some baseball. But uh, come February, mid-February, we should have our Bobby Halford uh, clubhouse completed for our baseball and softball teams. It is very exciting because now you know, it's over there in that hole in between the two fields. And so when they started, you couldn't really see. But now when you uh, go down Tommy King Drive, it, it's kind of towering above the concession stand. So very exciting. Yeah, that's going to be great. I, I think you look at it and it's one of those buildings, one of those projects that Maybe not quite going to change the skyline of Cary necessarily like a Tatum Court or, or like a King Student Center, but uh, it, it's going to do so much for the baseball and the softball uh, teams in their own right. I mean, they're going to have their own locker room space now. They're going to have their own meeting room space now. Uh, what is that going to do just for their ability to recruit and their ability just to bring in world-class facilities here to Hattiesburg? Well, first of all, I hope that the athletes and the coaches, too, will see it as a, as a small token of thank you because you know, these programs have been good year in and year out for so long. And, and the fact that we did not have uh, the, the adequate uh, facilities for them is, is really just a shame. So I hope it'll be seen as a thank you. But I know it'll help us in the recruiting trail uh, because athletic facilities, and you guys know this, the college level and you know, the community college level, too, are just incredible. Uh, and the high school for that for that fact in, in many, many school districts. So you've got to be, have good facilities to be able to compete uh, and draw people to a college program. So we feel like it's going to help us all the way around. Well, Dr. Burnett, I know you've been a, a busy bee here lately. I know back on Thursday you had the uh, Hattiesburg ADP on campus. Uh, how was that uh, as you got to talk in front of them? Uh, yeah, we had the Pine Belt Young Professionals, which is a great group of, uh, of leaders from across the Pine Belt. And um, the ADP does a fantastic job of creating uh, conversations amongst business leaders across the across the area. I met a, a very good crowd on Thursday and had a chance to uh, talk about the history and even the future of William Carey for all those leaders. And that uh, that, that was great. Yeah, Thursday was a pretty busy day. After after that great event, I had uh, five more events that night that I got to <laughs> got to pop around and pop in on uh, around the campus and abroad, which is one of the cool things about being president is get to go to all the events and represent the students and the faculty and the alumni. Yeah, my leadership roles have been very limited in life, but one of the things I've learned about being a president, which is nowhere near the level that you have, but president is very similar to the word present, and that seems to be a, a huge responsibility for that role. Uh, one of my heroes and, in a lot of ways, mentors made that comment to somebody uh, who relayed the comment to me, uh, and that was uh, Aubrey Lucas, though. Another long, long, long time president at Southern Miss. He was president when I was in school there and before and after that. And then there's just a, 
you know, uh, a legend in the pine belt. And then he told somebody, you know, uh, one of the forms of the word president contains the letters present. And uh, it, it means a lot because uh, it gives me a better perspective on what's going on when I'm there and seeing what's going on, but also to let students and faculty know that, that I'm supporting uh, what they're doing. Yeah. And you're, you're always, you're very present on campus, obviously. And, and, you know, living over there on Cherry Street now, but uh, working on renovating the old, uh, the, the current alumni house back into the president's home as well. And, and I know you've uh, gotten a chance to talk about that before and, and how that renovation project's come along. But I think the biggest takeaway that I see from just your presence on campus and, and you being at those events, going back to athletics a little bit and talking about athletics is there's just a, there's a culture and there's a, there's a really closeness that's being developed within the athletic department. I thought it was really cool to see, and you and I were talking about this before, uh, the the men's game that you know you've got guys on the basketball team coming to work the the scores booth out at soccer and, and I know the same happens out at volleyball you've got track and field athletes coming to help out uh, with you know retrieving balls you know for the for the women's soccer game there's just this unique culture that's being created within the athletic department Just talk about that a little bit yeah well I mean I'd, I'd love to say it's, that's a new thing and I've uh, helped inspire that but that culture of our athletic program has grown over decades and decades. Uh, um, not too long ago, uh, I hosted uh, two families uh, that were all graduates of, of Cary, and one was a very close friend of mine, a uh, man by the name of Carl Merritt. He was superintendent for the Poplarville School District for a long time, and he's retired. And he and his brother both played uh, basketball and baseball at Cary back in the 70s. And they came back to campus to tour around and uh, to see what all has happened. You know, but, but hearing players even from the 70s and even like somebody from the 1969 National Championship baseball team, uh, they talk about the family uh, atmosphere of not just the athletic program, but about the university too. Um, but I think it's gotten maybe stronger because there have been so many athletic uh, teams added and uh, uh, you and all your listeners know that the more programs like that that you had, uh, the better the chance of, uh, of diluting that culture. You know, it makes it harder when you've got now 21 teams instead of seven or eight. Uh, but uh, I think our coaches and our athletic director and everybody on board has done a good job of making sure that they support each other and, you know, it's not just about their sport. They're there for when, when the other teams play, and they're there for the other coaches. So it's a pretty special program. Yeah, definitely. And, and certainly hope that that can uh, translate down to the tradition campus as well. We've talked on Crusader Talk before yeah. about uh, the, the two sports teams that are going to be coming down there. Um, any updates on swim? Yeah, we're going to have men's and women's swim team uh, on the coast campus. And uh, their uh, coach, Gonzalez, is starting to recruit. Uh, now, um, and so uh, we feel like that he'll have a, a full team of probably his first year between 20 and 30 uh, on the team. We hope to have a full team of 40 within the next two to three years. So, you know, you don't want to recruit the full amount in the very first year to leave yourself scholarship opportunities and um, uh, room to, to grow after that. Uh, he was a swim coach at Oxford High School and was the president of the state swim coaches. So he's very well known, very well connected, and he's also going to uh, coach the, uh, the competitive team down at the Biloxi Natatorium. 
So we'll have a, a great recruiting base from the uh, high school students down the coast who are swimming. Um, so very excited about that. And leading our competitive cheer is going to be Laura Lightsey, who is currently a math teacher at Oak Grove High School, but she was the cheer coach for many years at Oak Grove winning some state and national championships. Uh, I actually worked with her during my time as superintendent for the Lamar County School District. So we're excited to have her on board. just going to remind Clayton that uh, as a former soccer player for Carrie, that you know, soccer used to be on the Gulf Coast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, but, Coach Farrell played on the coast, if I remember right. Yeah, and so did Coach Owens. Yeah, both of both of them did. And the guy, so so the the coach, my my high school coach that uh, kind of helped me make the connection to Cary, uh, Chris Champagne. He he played on the coast as well with Coach Farrell. So yeah, back in the day. Yeah, I think they had a lot of success and a lot of good times down there. And then Katrina wiped that out and moved soccer to to Hattiesburg, and of course built the facilities up uh, to where they're you know very nice. Um, so we're we're past the point of probably moving it back to the coast. Uh, but that doesn't mean we can't add uh, new opportunities yeah. uh, down the Gulf Coast um, because there's, of course, Gulf Coast Community College down there with a very successful ath- athletic program. But most of their athletics, if not all of them, are at their Perkinston campus, you know, which is not directly on the Gulf Coast. So it's a good opportunity to connect with our people from the Gulf Coast. We're talking to President of William Carey University, Dr. Ben Burnett. Also, by the way, we mentioned uh, Coach Laura Lightsey and Robert Gonzalez. You can catch uh, on demand the podcast where we talked to both of those about the incoming programs to William Carey on our June 12th episode from 2023, in case you want to check that out on demand. Dr. Burnett, I'm going to leave out the uh, final two minutes here to you just to mention anything and everything that's going on here at William Carey uh, on the horizon. Uh, first of all, two weeks from uh, tonight, uh, on October the 9th, we've got our annual scholarship uh, dinner. And um, if people out there listening have not secured their ticket, they can call 601-318-6129. That's 318-6129. And each year we have one huge night uh, in Hattiesburg and then one uh, in Biloxi to uh, draw attention to our scholarship program because that's so important in uh, private education, especially to provide scholarships when we don't have state funding. And um, this year's speaker is Kirk Cameron, uh, TV star from the 80s, and he's been in several movies and does a lot of great um, mission work in the field of adoption and uh, has a summer camp for terminally ill children and their parents. So it should be a great night. So people out there hopefully will support that event coming up. And uh, not something new, but just highlighting again that uh, our Making College Affordable campaign, uh, because people out there need to know that even though we're a private institution, that our our tuition was frozen, was already uh, competitive with the the public institutions, but we didn't go up this year on tuition or our dorm fees or our registration fees. And then we threw in a 40% increase in scholarships and then we threw in free textbooks for all of our undergraduate students so if you combine mississippi state Ole miss and usm their average cost of attendance for a year when you combine the the room fee the um, meal plan the tuition and everything we're 200 dollars cheaper than those three 
institutions combined. So most people don't realize that we're the affordable option for higher education. Well, there you have it. Dr. Burnett, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll catch you again sometime in the near future. All right. Thank you for what y'all do. And thanks for all the listeners who tune in to Super Talk. Um, because we really enjoy our relationship with that station. So on the other side of this timeout, Clayton and I will wrap things up with you here on Crusader Talk. Still have the Seder of the Week to assign for this past week. Don't miss it. Crusader Talk rolls along next. From the coaches to the student athletes and the fans that cheer them on, you're listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Final segment of Crusader Talk with you here on this Monday as the Crusaders are back in action across the board in a couple different areas. Volleyball will pick up their season once again on Friday as they'll host Middle Georgia State and then also have Bruton Parker to face on that Saturday. The Friday match will begin at 6 p.m. You can also catch that one on live video that Friday night. I won't be able to cover that one just because of high school football and the way all that lines up. And then Bruton Parker, the match against the Barons will be at 1 p.m. Also at the Ben Wallace Sports Facility. Meanwhile, everybody else uh, on the road this week. Across the board, you look at it, men's golf has Monday and Tuesday. Uh, bless their hearts. They're going to be down in Palm Harbor, Florida playing golf. I just hate it for them that they have to go out to all these luxurious places it probably is going to be hot though. yeah it probably will be hot but man i i'd love to just be a fly on the wall on the bus getting to go down there and seeing how beautiful that course is down there so they'll be down there meanwhile we've already referenced that men's and women's soccer will be taking their trip out to georgia in cochran georgia for middle georgia state on thursday and then at bruton parker on saturday and those uh those matches, I believe, will have live video available. Uh, at least we have links for them right now, so we'll see how true that is. Uh, other sports to speak of, we've got cross-country on the horizon as well as they'll have a Saturday meet in Louisville, Kentucky for the Louisville Classic. So look forward to seeing what uh, Coach Cooper Harrington and company have in store for that meet as both the men and women compete and that's about all in the landscape of Crusader Athletics coming up this week. Clayton, I was remiss last week, got tied up in all of the you know, highlights and everything else, and forgot to give a Crusader of the Week. And for last week, or I should say two weeks ago, I have to award it after the fact to Mariana Jimenez because she had a terrific week. She was also the SSAC Player of the Week. And so she earns my vote and award for Seder of the Week for the last podcast. So retroactive, have to make that public now. But as our resident soccer expert and analyst on the live stream, Clayton, I'm going to give you the honors because I think it deserves to go to somebody on this men's soccer team for the performances they've had this week. Who you got? Sure. And, and Jack Greenwood, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Your one goal was fantastic, but we're going to have to see you play a little bit more before we can award you one. So this week, I'm going to hand it out to Roberto Robbie Rangel. Just a really, really fantastic two games that we saw him. Uh, you know, three assists and a goal, but all three of those assists just coming in really, really crucial parts of the game. Uh, and, and the goal as well, just a br- brilliant finish that he had. Uh, really enjoyed watching him play this week. So he is our Crusader of the Week. Yeah, Roberto Rangel, I, all of these guys, you're going to start hearing some of them more and more often. But 
it's been oddly fun because uh, in assigning these players of the week because I don't feel like we've really shortchanged anybody in order to just have variety. These guys have each individual, and girls for that matter, have each individually earned their right uh, to the position each and every week. Yeah. It, it's been great. I mean, and both of these squads are so talented and have so much depth that it's it's almost just kind of take your pick of who's going to have their best week, right? And, and so we've seen Azarias have a fantastic week, uh, and, and not that she's played poorly by any any means but then you know the next week you see Mary Angela just come in so strongly have a fantastic week on the men's side Salmonen uh with, with just a, a wall of a of a performance uh he was just a brick wall back there across that back line and, and getting in on the scoring as well um and then you got a guy like Rangel that comes in and just has a phenomenal week now so it's just kind of pick and choose for opponents it's pick your poison right I mean it's just who's going to have the best night and and how are you going to deal with them so next week on the podcast, we'll give you a little bit of a preview to what you can look forward to. We're going to have Coach Steve Knight join us on the pod because, again, practice starts this week on Wednesday, and they are looking forward to a big improvement from last year to this year. A lot of new faces coming onto that club. Meanwhile, on the opposite side of the court, the games that will be played before the men, the women's side, man, they are they are putting out content. They are telling us all about this program, really gathering up hype ahead of this 2023 season uh, for the fall. It'll lead over into 2024. But uh, Coach English and Coach uh, Garriga have really pieced together a nice team here for the upcoming season. So it's going to be good to visit with Coach Knight. And then, again, we'll try to revisit uh, with either Coach English or Coach Garriga in the upcoming weeks because – Look ahead at the the countdowns as we wrap up Crusader Talk today. Men's basketball is only 34 days away from their home or from their opener, I should say, against Southern University New Orleans. Meanwhile, the women's team will be facing uh, a team out of Texarkana 39 days from now. I, or, excuse me, it's going to be same 34 days. They're going to host a team at the same time. William Carey's men's team is on the road, so 34 days for both men and women's basketball. Meanwhile, baseball is 131 days away from their season beginning at Milton Wheeler on February 2nd. And for now, the softball schedule is set to begin on the road in Laurel on February 7th until we hear otherwise. So 136 days away from softball beginning for William Carey. Been a great show today. Visit with with, uh, Coach... I say Coach Dr. Ben Burnett earlier today. If you missed that conversation, you can catch that one on demand in podcast form uh, wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Music, Google Play, Stitcher, all of them available to you. And anytime you're traveling your car on a Monday night, you can listen to us live, as many of you are right now, uh, from 7 till 8. And you can be the first ones to hear what's going on with William Carey Athletics before the folks get it on demand. But for everybody that was a part of the podcast today, Dr. Ben Burnett and Clayton Rush over here to my right, I'm Caleb Hamill. Until next time, good night, God bless, and go Sabres. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.